everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are very excited today. We are talking about two of this weekend's Lifetime movies on Lifetime Channel. We are talking about A Sugar and Spice Holiday and The Christmas Setup. So that's going to be very fun. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. And today I have two very special guests. First off, Colleen is here. Hi. Yes, from the Fran cast that we do every week. It's so fun. And I have YouTuber Jared Buckendall here. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. No, thank you for inviting me over. Um, you you threw out uh Christmas rom coms and I'm I was sold. I was sold right there. <laughs> yes. Well, see, I was watching your happiest season review, and I'm always looking to kind of shake up the podcast, get new voices, get new uh perspectives. And uh and I was listening to your review and you were like, I love Christmas rom coms, and I said, Oh my god, <laughs> Yep, yep, you figured me out. Yes. So that was very exciting. Well, since this is your first time on the podcast, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to us and tell uh, our listeners a little bit about what you do on your channel? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jared Buckendall. I also run a YouTube channel where I, you know, kind of do the typical movie reviews, reactions, and a bunch of other stuff. But I kind of like to put comedy into some of my reviews and other videos and stuff like that. So it's kind of this weird hybrid of movies, uh, movie lover, but also a bit of a comedian as well. And like I said, I, I love Christmas and I love rom-com. So I, I'm so excited to talk about these two movies. All right. Yeah. You do some like skits and stuff like that. It's very funny. Mm -hmm. So yeah, people, uh, should definitely check it out over there. Have you been able to watch any anything else this holiday season, this Christmas aside from holiday uh, happy season? Um, stand out? Not not a whole lot that really stands out. Again, my parents, like when I go home, they uh -huh. literally have the Hallmark just playing in the background. And they were telling me about the movies that they've been watching. So I'm sure when I go home over Christmas, they'll have uh, a handful of suggestions for myself. Oh, good. Well, we can give you some recommendations. Perfect. For sure. Perfect. Well, and, and if you're listening, uh, put us in the in uh, send us some Twitter uh, recommendations for Jared of what he should watch. Uh, your favorites. Uh, Delivered by Christmas is my favorite from Hallmark. Yeah, I gave it a per a rare perfect score on the podcast. I really loved it. So very exciting. Well, thank you for. Uh, for coming on and we actually also did an episode of the frank cast uh on the christmas setup uh where we talked about it kind of more almost from fran's angle uh because obviously it's the frank cast and uh we love fran drescher and i got to interview her which was beyond oh, wow. my wildest dreams mm -hmm. yes um and she was Every bit is amazing as you expect. And <laughs> I, Colleen and I are both huge fans of mm -hmm. the nanny. Yes. Uh, Fran Drescher's show from the nineties. And so we love her and she's delightful. And she really was a perfect person to have be kind of the matriarch of this film. Uh, and uh, I think because she's always been such a advocate for uh, for LGBTQ rights and always been such an ally even on the nanny and her show so it was it was very 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 good and so let's talk about the Christmas setup first and then we'll talk about a sugar and spice holiday and this was on Lifetime Channel 
It starred uh, Ben Lewis and Blake Lee and Fran Drescher. And Ben Lewis and Blake Lee are actually a real life married couple. And oh, which I did yeah. I did not. Wow. Well, okay, yeah. that explains a lot then. <laughs> Changes right. your mind and a little bit, right? Or gives you a different yeah. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And sometimes when you have, and, and Colleen can attest to this, in these rom coms, sometimes married couples it doesn't always have the chemistry that you expect and i I think it's sometimes it's just like you'd be doing something natural but then the camera once you know the camera's on all of a sudden it's not as natural right and i don't know it doesn't always work out like you think (laughs) it's not it's not a guaranteed yeah chemistry yeah for sure yeah and fran fran told me that they were nervous, you know, that they would have on-screen chemistry and everything, but I think they totally did. And the plot, uh, if according to IMDb, is uh, as they enjoy the local holidays together, Hugo and Patrick's attraction to each other is undeniable. But as Hugo receives word of a big promotion requiring a move to London, he must decide what is most important to him. I don't think that's a very good summary, but there we go. That's what they had on there. Um, so Jared, overall, what did you think about this movie? Yeah. Um, well, one, I had no clue that they were actually married in real life, which definitely changes my perspective of the chemistry where I, I thought that that definitely worked where they're trying to do, you know, this standoffish, uh, skittish feeling at first, but then they, they blossom into something by the end, which man, wow. I was surprised by that. But I think Fran was, was my favorite part for sure, because I hadn't seen her since literally the nanny, you know, you two have the Fran cast and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is nice to see her back in this, but it definitely captures that Christmas field, you know, that um, not exactly hitting on typical rom-com beats, but I really like the kind of setup that they put these two characters in and how they sort of had a past, but they never really talked to one another, but they knew a little bit about each other. It, w- it was cute, I, I guess. Uh, Colleen, what overall did you think? Oh, I loved it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to watch it twice, so that was lovely. So. Um, it, it's just really enjoyable. I, I t- agree. I love the chemistry between the two guys. I thought it was pretty natural. I thought it was cute. They were a little shy around each other. It was almost like a little bit of, you know, they they knew each other in high school. It was almost like that high school kind of thing. You know, you're awkward mm-hmm. around each other, which I love. Fran was delightful. She was hilarious. She wasn't too over the top. Um, mm-hmm. And I liked that some of the secondary stories weren't too much of the the whole story the plot was really around the matchmaking and the setups which i loved the most and i liked the the friend and the other brother and i pretty much liked everything about it yeah yeah i loved it i thought it was great and to be honest there are a, a bunch of parts of it that were are tricky for me that i typically struggle with in these movies like the the save the the train station plot could have been really boring and predictable, Mm -hmm. but in here it was really just a vehicle of connecting with the past. And it wasn't, there was no sense of like real time spent on stakes of, are they going to lose the train station? And because most of the time it's just so predictable, of course they're not going to lose it. And so you don't, so, so that doesn't usually work for me, but here it was just a, like I said, it was just a vehicle for connecting with the past. And I thought that was such a nice, element especially knowing that it's the first uh lgbtq lead 
rom- Christmas rom-com on either of the networks. And so the fact that they found a, such a nice way to connect with the past, I just really loved that. And I thought the, that the, the movie had a lot of uh, nice moments of family and connection. I, I liked the way that both brothers were treated equally by uh, both sons were treated equally by Fran and she was excited about both of them. And, and really that's, you know, how it should be. And I mean, especially after you see something like happiest season where, you know, the, the, all the children are treated so differently and, and there's such a, 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 a terrible relationship between all these sisters. I, I really liked the fact that these two brothers, yeah, they had their issues and everything like that, but, but I don't know. There was just a nice sense of community and family uh, throughout the whole film. And, uh, you know, also that family is what you make of it and the way that they treated Maddie and, you know, made her a part of the family. It was just so nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a very sweet movie, I think. So overall, I really enjoyed it. And, and uh, uh, it starts out with, uh, with meet cute with, Patrick delivering the tree and Fran, of course, arranging all of that. And <laughs> that was so fun. I loved it. Yeah, that. it was great. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, just the whole uh, straight. Oh, the tree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tree. See, I that's the one thing that I really appreciated in this was they weren't scared to make subtle jokes every now and then where the tree one, there's yeah. the the garage with the, the talking about the balls or the ornament yeah. rather like I, I, that really gave me a chuckle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i loved when they're on the roof and uh, he's like great i have to be on the roof all day with the lawyer you know that, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny <laughs> and it was just nice to have a christmas rom-com uh from an lgbtq perspective that didn't have to do with coming out that was just there that the that that was already that trauma had already been dealt with years before mm-hmm. and uh and that was that not that there's anything necessarily wrong with those stories but i feel like we don't get very many romances that are that are just authentic experiences of uh of already out mm-hmm. i mean uh, they, they i guess kind of a little bit just a little confusion where they thought that you know maddie was his yeah. his wife and i was like that's perfect that's enough that you need yeah. to do here and then they're on the same page Right. Mm-hmm. And I could see why Patrick thought that because they were pretty touchy feely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, and uh, so, yeah. What did you think, Jared, of Maddie as her character in this? I really I really liked her. She was, you know, that fun, bubbly best friend and whatnot. And it was fun to see that. Yeah. Oh, wow. They are talking like they're a married couple and whatnot. But it's like, no, 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 no. We're just friends. You know, we go on vacations, all this stuff. Um, but I liked how Fran and her kind of had that relationship of almost like a daughter she didn't really ever have. I did too. I really did. And I liked the whole scene when they're, uh, when she's giving him fashion advice. <laughs> He's wearing <laughs> dad so jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
That was really funny. Uh, Cause I think that all of us have kind of let our fashion go to some extent. Maybe you haven't Jared. But oh no, I'm wearing sweatpants every day. Come on. Oh yeah. yeah I was right. just telling my friend, <laughs> I was just telling a friend earlier, she texted that she got her daughter, her niece makeup for Christmas. And I'm like, I miss wearing eyeshadow. <laughs> I just have no reason to. <laughs> I think if I was going to like nitpick, I guess the most ridiculous part of the movie is this app, this Cassandra app. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kind of just have to let that go because it evidently this app can do anything. I want this app. Would <laughs> right. what, what, what it use statistics and then it somehow yeah. chose the most likely outcome based on characteristic yeah it was it was a little far-fetched especially when it's like yeah i made a bunch of money i moved back blah 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 yeah it could he put all of his uh of hugo's taste in the app and it predicted the menu for the date but it also at the same time predicted the weather patterns for the northern lights so I mean, <laughs> right. it, that was crazy <laughs> it's a christmas miracle come on yeah it is it's, it's really i mean no wonder he made a lot of money i mean that thing it's like the oasis and ready player one mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. uh but i really liked their first date because a lot of times these rom-coms kind of forget about dating mm-hmm. They, they they go they're either people that are planning something for you know a work thing or a community thing or they've known each other their whole lives kind of thing but they forget that kind of awkwardness of a first date and that i really like that i like it when these movies take the time to include the dating and so this first date at the tree lot i thought was really cute for sure i agree and it's nice because it wasn't you know it wasn't a perfect date but it was just mm-hmm. it was just adorable it was outdoors i think i mentioned this before it was outdoors you don't see that that often i don't know if i would want to do that but it's very unconventional <laughs> to be in a tree lot for a date i thought that was cool mm-hmm. yeah and it it was nice their conversation i think they did a really good job with the script in this movie like the dialogue for the most part felt pretty authentic and natural and and you know they're talking about how he admired him so much for being out in high school and how he just saw them as this you know the popular kid and and uh, he says patrick says to him the popular guy was the lonely guy mm-hmm. and that's really good moments i thought right i agree mm-hmm. yeah and uh yeah so then they have the decorating on the roof which i love that whole sequence that was really funny and uh we get a little bit of the backstory of the train station and uh they first they 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 uh wonder kind of who is this guy and what what's his story and they start to find out more and more and uh yeah what did you think about that jared as far as that element of the movie the the train station part yeah the train station owner yeah and him being gay and them starting by covering that yeah um i mean I, they kind of left it in this uh shadow of uh i guess not uh mystique like it was it i mean mm-hmm. it it like you're saying kind of the past resembled the present or vice versa and i i liked that element where it was like okay you know things have progressed and whatnot but also mm-hmm. it's like they are taking up now the mantle of now taking over the uh the train station and whatnot um i i had a feeling that from the uh 
from the beginning that obviously they were going to have to deal with that or the, the, the train station and keep it um, open or one of them was going to take it over. But I, I think that when they added in the, the previous owner and then kind of his own personal life, because, yeah. you know, they kind of said that, you know, he was a very private man and whatnot. And then when they find those old uh, pictures and kind of his, his log or journal, I, I, I like that. I like that added component to the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I really did. I just thought it 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 was a a really nice way of connecting uh what what we've what we've accomplished now with with the past and honoring the past and cuz sometimes those kind of elements can be really boring in these movies where they're researching like a past love or a you know kind of a thing like and I swear there's been a million this season of uh, someone has a ring yes. or a charm bracelet or a picture <laughs> or a <laughs> newspaper article. And a lot of times they just, uh, they're not very interesting, but this was just like this little nugget, like in mm-hmm. within a greater movie, I think. And that that's what I think worked so well about it is that it wasn't the vocal point of the movie. It was like, Hey, we're going to add this in. It's going to tie up the end, but it's not what the main through line of this mysterious person we're trying to figure out mm-hmm. yeah uh so then we get aiden coming the other the other brother the other son uh what did you think clean of aiden as a character i liked him i thought he was i thought he was interesting i liked that he was not your typical i don't know which uh what part of the military he was in if he was in the army yeah um that he wasn't your typical i felt like he would look civilian. I know that sounds weird. Like he didn't, he wasn't <laughs> yeah. um, in a dangerous place. He was able to get home. You don't hear that a lot. You don't see that a lot in these movies where the, the military vet can get home and be, be home or be stationed nearby. I like yeah. that. I liked that he and um, Hugo had a little bit of awkwardness to their relationship in the beginning scene. And I wasn't sure how that was going to go, but that was resolved, which I, but I like that, you know, if you don't see somebody for a long time, you just don't know how you're going to be with them. You know, are you going to have anything to talk about? And yeah, but they were close and they had their separate things. You know, Hugo had his thing with the tools and his father that, Aiden didn't have and I think he understood that and he was fine with it he wasn't jealous of it or anything so I appreciate yeah that. yeah I really liked that too I liked that scene with where he uh he was helping Hugo with the the model uh and I you know the where Hugo says oh glitter snow you made your you know your gay brother very proud <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a really nice moment and that he recognized that that was hugo and his dad's thing and and uh he was okay with that it was really nice and i also just liked the fact that he he was so comfortable with the idea of pursuing something with maddie in the sense of there was no drama of like oh it's long distance or whatever he was just like yeah she's amazing of course we'll make it work Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) that's cool i liked that uh that was good uh so then we get the caroling scene and you have fran getting out this box of hats which i have never heard of that for caroling but it was so cute i thought it was cute i'm not we've talked offline rachel i'm not a caroler i've never caroled before i don't dislike caroling but but the hats were a funny touch that you don't see in most movies so i thought that was cute Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. I was a little off guard, uh, caught off guard by what, what was happening. I was like, I, I thought, Caroline, you just go around and do your thing. But yeah. she had a whole get up for him. Yeah, but it was so cute because it gave Patrick a chance to be like, you look adorable. In that mm-hmm. hat. So it was fun. It made a flirty moment out of what could have just been a blah scene. It was cute. And uh, and uh, yeah, I'd never heard of that tradition of the uh and she, he's like, why do you have a box of weird hats? <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, I mean, I yeah. do. <laughs> <Try> kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so that was fun. And they don't have caroling that often in these movies, maybe because it's not done as much now as it used to be, but also because you have to deal with songs and copyright and all that mm, stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, it was nice. It was something fun. And so he gets the call. He's going to get a promotion. Uh, he's going to become partner, but he has to go to London. If he's going to take the, take the promotion. And uh, so that's sort of our conflict, uh, which again is, is something we've seen a lot, but I don't know. I just liked the way that they handled it uh, in this film. And uh, you have uh, the, um you have the whole scene then at the pop-up uh restaurant club whatever uh with the drag performer Mm -hmm. and that whole scene i thought this maybe went on a little bit too long the sequence if i was going to nitpick again but i still liked it i loved uh hugo singing have yourself a merry little christmas Mm -hmm. because that's my favorite carol and it was just a sweet moment uh from and i like the fact he just sang it like a normal human because a lot of times in these kind of movies you have someone who's trying to get a recording deal or something and they just <laughs> <laughs> it's their time to shine you said your favorite your favorite religious carol is what or song is what my favorite religious carol is what what child is this do you have favorites yeah. jared uh, I'm gonna be honest. No, I don't. I I just love I love all of Christmas. So it's whatever has a nice melody and tune and whatnot. I'm I'm going along with. I have to say, it's kind of funny. I watched the uh, sci-fi uh, Toys of Terror because <laughs> uh, I'm watching all the Christmas movies this year, and uh, and <laughs> they used. Uh, it's all about these kids toys that are possessed right what? and they used what child is this what? very creatively <laughs> this sounds bizarre yeah it's bonkers if you want to <laughs> if you want to do another episode talking about toys of terror uh we can but yeah they used just i was like what is happening um but anyway uh yeah what did you think jared of this whole scene at the pop-up I liked it. Um, I mean, it again, it was one of those things where I think um, Hugo throughout this story is kind of almost stepping out of his comfort zone. You know, at the very beginning, we find out that he kind of stands up against his boss being like, hey, give me this promotion or I'm bouncing out of here. And he was very flustered because he that was out of character for himself. And then kind of as the movie continues, he's he's following that that 
I guess, character development where, yeah, he jumps up there to sing and it's not necessarily something that I think his character would have done, but he does it. And it obviously turns out great. It impresses Patrick as well. And I think that it just really fit kind of, you know, that home for the holidays, holiday feel, have a couple drinks, go up, have fun with your friends and whatnot. Yeah, I agree. And I forgot before that they have their game night. Oh, yeah. And uh, and it's this Christmas trivia game. And it really felt like a real family. My family, we love playing games. And uh, and so I, that's something I really relate to. And then Maddie lets it slip mm-hmm. that he got the promotion in London. I thought that Fran's response was so great. And some of the best kind of dramatic acting I've, I've seen from her where she just immediately she's sad you can tell and you can feel that but she's like oh i'll go see you in harrods and she's immediately kind of comforting and i liked the fact that pretty much pretty quickly they were fine uh, hugo and maddie that that didn't become like a thing of <laughs> yeah know, he's mad yeah. at her exactly. or something like that uh so that was I, I loved that whole uh game sequence that was really fun Maybe I'm like, uh, maybe just because I'm only going to spend Christmas with my parents, but we could play <laughs> Christmas trivia. Why not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why not? You just got to bring a big old annoying bell. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> uh, and so at first, Patrick is like, oh, I'm, you know, we're not going to be able to do this. We're not going to be able to make it work. And so then Hugo is trying to figure it out. And he finds the picture of the train station owner and they're almost holding hands. Um, but they of course couldn't him and his partner uh, at that time. And uh, so he, he kind of has, he basically is like, well, I can be a lawyer anywhere, which is totally true. <laughs> like you can work anywhere. And so they decide that, you know, they're going to make, he decides he's going to make things work and they have the, the whole kind of ending sequence at the train station uh, with the find that they're going to be able to save the train station. And he gives uh, Fran the, uh, the model and everybody's coming together. It's just really great. And I loved the fact that the movie ends with them in the same with Hugo and Patrick in the same spot as the train station owner and his partner, but they could not only hold hands, but they could kiss and every, and then it was fine. And that was just really sweet. And uh, I enjoyed that. And mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, I think it was a really, really good movie. I really enjoyed it. I, uh, I can't remember what I, I think I gave it a nine on the Fran cast nine out of 10, mm-hmm. but in a, uh, on this show, we do out of five, five stars. Mm-hmm. So, Jared, what would you give this out of five? I'd probably give it a 4.2 out of five stars. Pretty good. That's good. Uh, what about you, I'm going to stick with what I uh, did yesterday and divide it by two. So, 4.5 out of mm-hmm. five. Yeah. So, I think I will agree with I'll do a 4.25. Uh, I I really, I didn't have many, many qualms with it. It was really, Mm -hmm. really sweet. So there we go. That's the Christmas setup. So let's talk about a sugar and spice holiday. 
So this film is also on Hallmark, I mean, on Lifetime Channel. And <laughs> it stars Jackie Lay, Tony Garou, and Sai Ma. Uh, and I loved Cindy Piper as Nima in the flashback scenes. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was written by writer Irene Donahue. And I was able to actually talk with her and interview her. And she was really fun. I really enjoyed getting to talk with her. But the plot is a rising young architect, Susie, returns to her hometown in Maine for Christmas and finds herself competing in the local gingerbread bake-off alongside an old high school classmate, Billy, while also trying to win a big promotion at work. So, uh, Jared, overall, what did you think about this film? Oh, this one, I think this one out of the two was my favorite because it added the element of food. Um, So it was Christmas, like cookies and baking and all of that stuff. But also, you know, that Christmas uh, rom-com feel. I don't know. All these these, uh, just feel so good of like someone having a fantastic, you know, job. The first one was the lawyer. This one's the architect going back home and then reconnecting with – their their high school sweetheart essentially um i thought that this one yeah the two leads were very cute playing off yeah. of one another especially when they're baking and you know being in that kitchen with a significant other that felt authentic and real of like hey what can i help you with and kind of jumping over here and jumping over there um and also i really related and appreciated what they did with um uh susie's kind of her dedication to perfection where her throughout this movie, she essentially learns like, Hey, life isn't going to be perfect where it, you know, it was from the baking to the architecture and stuff. You just, you know, maybe life's going to throw a wrench into it. You just got to go with the flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree so much with all of what you said. What about you, Colleen? What did you think overall? I really liked it a lot. Um, I, I agree with a lot of what you said about perfection. I was going to mention something about that. Mm-hmm. It's something some people are so driven. It may be their family's influence. It may just be their own. And it's hard for them to kind of get around that. And they try to do it in every aspect of their life. But what I liked about her going back home, she was excited about it. She wasn't feeling forced into it, even though she had this big promotion on the line. But what I also liked is that when she did go home and she was doing the gingerbread, there was a history behind it. She had like a, there was Mm -hmm. a meaning to it. It was, it wasn't just, I'm just going to enter this contest and, you know, be supreme. It was like really to honor her grandmother and to just be involved with her family and all that. I liked that a lot. And I loved how she would label people with food items. Yeah, that was my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, I so wish that I had been able to watch the movie before interviewing uh, Irene, because uh, I would have loved to have asked her, what my cookie is <laughs> that was so funny i loved that and uh, you know this story at its core is something we've seen of course a million times with the girl from the city going back home and being involved in some kind of festival or you know whatever but they elevated it with a, i thought a pretty funny script and and i agree those moments of heart really worked for me and i my i lost both my grandmas last year so any all the stuff with Nima just really hit home mm-hmm. for me and really was so touching. And but then they'd have like funny, very funny things like 
all of the the different cookies that people are like but but also little things like the fact that Keanu Reeves is half Chinese like that was that funny was, that was so bizarre I'm like am I watching the right movie and then I was like okay I'm gonna go with it this is the vibe yeah. that this movie's given me yeah it was so funny I I laughed and so yeah I they start out Susie is a sugar cookie uh, Nima is a uh, she's a spicy dumpling soft spicy but full of flavor uh and i liked that marshall was a sugar-free lemon square <laughs> <laughs> and the one that sister law was a vegan blondie yeah. brownie with something else like... <laughs> it was funny <laughs> yeah that was hilarious i loved that and uh, the 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 she has the sort of that you work hard enough you can be anything and i liked the way the movie embraced chinese culture with i don't know without it being too kind of grown worthy you know what i mean like it didn't feel like tokenism to me at least it felt like felt like there was you know some jokes and things like that but but uh but it felt you know reasonably authentic to me and uh you know like you have at the beginning marshall's like well, do you celebrate christmas at all and she's like um I'm from Maine. <laughs> that was great. I thought that was really and I, good. I found it very funny that her father learned English from Johnny Cash. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was good. <laughs> that was cute. He was he was lovely. I thought in uh, in this uh, Zima, uh as the dad. I thought he did a really good job, especially the scene we'll talk about more. But the scene where she you know finally breaks kind of breaks down and uh is really upset i thought he was really There's great some in good this. grandpas this year on on hallmark and lifetime yes. like the grandpa and the christmas bow he was my other favorite grandpa remember mm, what, uh, yeah he was also that actor was also really good in dash and lily <laughs> oh um, really in, uh, which i loved yeah that was so, so this good is the year of the grandma uh, and grandpa i guess which is lovely uh, yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. and uh so then i also liked the fact that so billy he is viewed as sort of the prankster the difficult one and there's some truth to that when you when you go home it's hard to not revert back into kind of the person that you were in high school or you know growing up and uh, it was a little different for me because uh, my uh, my family moved my senior year of high school, so I never I never had that experience of going back to like my old peer group and that kind of thing. But just as far as my siblings and sibling dynamic, if we're all together, you do kind of feel that sort of going back to where you kind of all left off. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that's true for sure. And you reminisce about <laughs> yeah. the same things you reminisced about 10 years ago. At least I yep. It's yep. fun though. It's enjoyable, but it's like, there's not really sharing new experiences is fine, but it's hard to relate to other people. So you got to connect on something yeah. you already know. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, do you, uh, Jared, do you live away from your family or? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and it's funny because right when you were just talking about that whole feeling of going back home. Yeah. Like I am from a very small town. I think I graduated with 
38 people in my in my high school class so when we do get back together you know for holidays you know thanksgiving christmas it does feel like this movie did or that feeling of you know these were people that you saw every day time has passed but then you come back and kind of talk about nostalgia essentially yeah i really liked the way that her her mom just hated I Billy. Like, mm-hmm. Billy mm-hmm. Like, the, the the cops and everything. Yeah, she <laughs> she's she's wanting uh, her to have an escort until she finds out Billy's going to be her escort, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, "You live in L.A. You're fine." <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> and she introduces her as the <laughs> she flosses every day and has wide hips. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my gosh i'd be so embarrassed um, but cardi wong plays uh her brother and he's the hippie voodoo guy and, and chakra and all that uh and he has two two kids married and he had some funny moments some funny uh parts mm-hmm. i thought and I thought that Jackie and Tony had nice chemistry. Um, J- Jackie Lay and Tony grew. I thought they did, especially because they, you know, they had to cast this movie from all Canadians. I mean, there's a lot of Canadian actors, of course, but uh, they just didn't have the same pool of actors that they would typically have uh, because of the quarantine and everything. Mm-hmm. And, so I thought they were really lucked out. These two, they were really, really nice. Oh yeah, they were great. I thought I thought they did well together. And Cardi was like weird seeing him. Cardi, um, Jared, the guy who played the brother, he's in a lot of Hallmark movies. Yeah. Okay. So he's always in. He's in a lot of Hallmark movies. He just keeps popping yeah. up. He's yeah. all in one connected universe. <laughs> yeah, and we want him to get a lead yeah. so bad yeah. because. He's- He's so fun. But he, I, I had a hard time picturing him with kids that old. He just seems so young to me. I don't know how old he really is, but it was it was different to see him with two younger children. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I again I liked the the way that they kind of naturally had the Chinese culture and like I loved the the little altar that they the incense that they had for Nima there. And I, I, I just loved all of the scenes, the flashbacks with Nima was so sweet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, uh, the, uh, uh, so she's working on her project on the design and, uh, there's, uh, then, and they ask her, they ask her to be part of the Gingerlicious crew, which was Nima's big thing. <laughs> so Nima's recipes and she decides to do it and what did you think of the I forget to forgot to write down her name but the girl from high school who was the mean girl and now she figured out she figured out dairy was causing her all kinds of problems and now she's super nice (laughs) (laughs) very strange line very strange for sure But she seemed really that sort of stay-at-home mom who never gets out very much. And so this is like her one time away from the kids. And she's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> uh, 
and uh and then uh the uh so they billy and Susie, they're kind of opposites they're they're not getting along at first but she goes to see this toy store and sees his toy design she thinks he should submit it he says it's not ready so she takes the photos and everything and they barely they make it third place in the first round because she just stays she plays it safe mm-hmm. <laughs> in the making round and then he gets her to do karaoke uh and he tells her to find your inner elsa which i thought was funny mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess they can say things like that because lifetime is owned by disney so they can say <laughs> say things like that uh but uh that was a cute scene mm-hmm. i thought when it was cute and then the second uh, level of the food competition was this, I thought, strange bread competition. I've yeah. never heard of putting ginger with bread. Nope. That- yeah, I legit thought that they were just going to make like gingerbread men and stuff, but it was actual bread. So I was very caught off guard. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I've never heard of that in my life. And I thought it might be like the cakey gingerbread, you mm-hmm, know, how it mm-hmm. be like a cake. Or something like that, a cake. And instead it was this weird bread and she accidentally puts salt the right. salt in the filling of one of the breads. Mm-hmm. But I guess the other ones were were good. But yeah, they get disqual they they lose. And so she, everybody's so disappointed and she's feeling bad. So then next he sets up uh the mini christmas dance in the fire hall (laughs) (laughs) and uh he thought that she was out of his league she he didn't have the courage to ask her um she thought that he wasn't interested because he went out with this other girl miscommunication but it turns out he didn't actually get permission to have the dance there yep (laughs) (laughs) it's broken up uh but what do you think, Colleen? That was pretty that fun was moment. Cute. That was super cute. I love little stuff like that. Although you can never get... Yeah. Everyone can get into their high school. I don't understand how that works because... Yeah. Yep. I could have never gotten it back into my high school. Now, when I go home, I, I also live away. None of my family lives in my hometown anymore. <laughs> Actually, my father passed uh, on. My parents have passed on. So no one lives in that town. But my brother is close. So... But wasn't this in the fire hall? Oh, that was the fire hall. But close enough. I was thinking of another one. You're right. But I was thinking, like, how do you get in these places? Yeah. High school. Especially especially how he could set all that up without them being like, you don't have a permit or permission. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he went, he, there's commitment put into what he's doing in this scene. Um, Very cute and everything, but it's also like one of what many times that they're about to kiss and someone interrupts them like that because the alarm went off and everything. Yeah. That was a new one. Uh, Near kiss via fire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fire Fire alarm. Fire alarm. Um, and uh and so then <laughs> Mimi is her mother is very upset because he's leading her on this life of crime <laughs> once again. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so he's over there and he eats her stinky tofu and 
he, yep. she's in love with him. That's oh, all it took. So funny. <laughs> I loved her how she was just like Americans. All they want is is kung pao. Yeah, kung pao. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that was that food court kung pao junk <laughs> is what she called it. <laughs> I do like Kung Pao chicken. It's very good. I like good. Kung Pao shrimp. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's tasty. Sorry. Yeah. That was funny to me. And so then they have this whole scene where they are making cookies and you get this, which I am such a sucker for these cozy baking scenes where they're like leaning over each other and like working the dough and all that. <laughs> I'm a big fan. <laughs> they're kind of ridiculous, but I don't care. I love it. So I love that scene. That was really good. More cozy dough kneading oh, scenes. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> I yes, just don't love. Right. I mean, I, I've never done that myself with anybody, and I don't know about nobody. Else. In the, like, <laughs> I don't know if anybody in the history of baking has ever done that, but I don't care. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> I, because you get so little intimacy in these You're films. Right. Mm-hmm. There's so maybe if they're dancing, then you have a little bit of time where they're cheek to cheek, but it, so. If they throw in one scene where they're kind of they're cozy, uh, I, I'm I'm a fan. I love it. <laughs> um, and yeah, then they, they almost kiss, and the kids interrupt. Darn kids! And did you feel Jared super stressed when her project got erased? That i i had a bad feeling something was going to happen because the way that uh deadline was getting pushed around the way that everything was playing out at home and you know that balance of this love life and family but also this career and when she opened that up i yeah i felt it because i've i've been there a project or two where all of a sudden all these hours of work and then you're like i guess i'll just start over Mm -hmm. um so yeah, just the oof, rough feeling. Yeah, I think we've all been there. We're just like, it's gone. Oh my gosh! Oh no! And I'm freaking out. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I I felt I felt for her there, and then he gets mad at her because Billy gets mad at her because she submitted. She's trying to be nice, but she submitted his idea to the toy people or the app people or somebody and uh they liked it so she's excited and he's like how dare you do that without my permission mm-hmm. uh, so things are mounting up piling up no rachel for her. that just happened in another hallmark movie but it was a different reaction yes. how did you feel uh, listen to me asking you i'm sorry how did you, <laughs> how did you feel about that one like versus the one with danica last week yeah, so what happened with Danica is she had a finished version of her novel of in some form, at least. Maybe it wasn't perfect, maybe it wasn't edited, whatever. And the Dylan Neal character shows it to a publisher. The publisher loves it, wants to publish her book. And she's like, how dare you submit it? Like, And mm-hmm. I was very irritated about that because I'm like, who? what author wouldn't be thrilled right. to have somebody that wants to publish? Like, and it doesn't really if if it's not finished 
in her eyes at least he still liked it enough to want to publish so it give like, the it's tools like to finish it. Finish yeah. It. <laughs> yeah and i i'd have to say i think the difference between those two things is that in this case it's way less of a plot point. And, and so it's not as bothersome yep like this was that was like the the whole catalyst for them breaking up and everything like that in the other movie in this case it, it's just like a minor little bump in the road okay. if it had been a huge deal i would have been a little bit annoyed with him but and it did seem like he was it, it didn't seem like a finished product you know it just seemed like he was a little bit more in the testing stages mm -hmm. than like a finished novel it may not be perfect of what you think but uh but yeah that's that's how i would kind of differentiate okay. the two okay. i think yeah so but it's not my favorite it's not my favorite plot device if you have to because it's like oh how dare they did this really nice thing for you it's so mean <laughs> <laughs> but whatever uh, and uh so i i just loved that scene between her and her dad when she uh is it, she's like i'm a failure i'm glad nima isn't here to see me be a total failure at the competition at her job at her and i feel like in these kind of movies rarely do they let their characters be failures and be vulnerable and bad at things and actually fail and that people are always trying to recreate you've got mail but the thing about you've got mail that makes it better and different than all the rest of these is that she actually loses the store right mm -hmm. she actually has to go through that failure and grow and change as a person and as a human and and that makes it better than most of those kinds of stories and in here i liked the fact that they let her get to that spot yes it was pretty quickly remedied but still i appreciate that they right. went there it was a good it's always a good scene i like the father daughter type stuff and the fact that they just had a connection i just i had a connection to my dad i was closer to my father than i was to my mother so you know i can relate to those kinds of scenes a little bit more than maybe a mom and a daughter so mm -hmm. i like that yeah yeah it was good and so then the uh the the competition is back on there there was cheating bribing the judges yeah oh scandal <laughs> yeah. wow that was, uh, <laughs> that was funny to me and did you think that their gingerbread house should have won do you think it was the best of the three <sighs> I want to say yes, but then again, I I don't know. Um, hmm. I really liked the. There was one that almost felt Arendelle-ish. Mm -hmm. It got third place, which I thought was too low. Uh, but uh, but I liked because I liked it. But they were very smart to actually recreate the community center. Of course, that's going to win them right, points exactly because that's that's what the competition's all about. Um. So find out it was wrong. She actually did get the promotion, but also Marshall also got some kind of promotion. And she says, you're going to, but you're going to have to go to Australia. And this was an interesting ending to this movie because 
instead of where most of these movies, she ends up, you know, giving up her career to be with the guy. Uh, he goes to Australia with her. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What you What you think of that, Jared? I again, now that you say word it the way you do, um, it's it's different, and I actually liked it. Where it's like, hey, you know, not not the female always has to give up and do what the male wants. It's like he's gonna go with her because she's got this awesome gig at doing uh, architecture and whatnot. Um, yeah, I really did think that they would she would stay in the hometown with her family and the new guy, but you know, threw a nice little surprise in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they. Uh, he says, "I always wanted a sugar mama." <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. And uh, so, yeah, I loved that. Was that? What do you think of that? I thought Chloe? it was cute, and it is nice for the man to do something for the woman once in a while. It's nice to see the woman be the leader every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah. cool. <laughs> so yeah, I loved this movie. I thought it was great. So I'm going to give it actually the same score. Yeah, I'd have I have in my ranking Christmas setup a little bit higher, just barely. I have this at fifth uh, for the for Christmas 2020, and I have this at eight. Uh, but I'm still going to give it the same score, 4.25. And uh, I I really I really enjoyed it very much. Uh, but what would uh, you give a coin? I'd say a 4.25 as well, because it was a little bit, wasn't quite as good as Christmas setup. I agree with you. Uh, but I think I'm I'm actually following your lead and ranking things in my head. I don't know where they are right now. I haven't ranked yet, but everything's on a list. And I would imagine this would be top 10 by the time it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, Jared, what about you? Um, I mean, I had a really good time with this one because especially like I mentioned at the top of this, the, the food angle of it. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to give it just a smidge lower than, uh, the Christmas setup. I think I'm going to give it like a one point or a four, not a one, a 4.1. Um, yeah. just because the one thing that stood out to me was those two kids that were the judges. They weren't the best at acting. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't really talk very much about the competition. the 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 rival team mm-hmm. was a, was a little over the top. Was a little ridiculous, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so there we go. That's our thoughts on a sugar and spice holiday. We all really enjoyed it. So let us know your thoughts of both of these films: the Christmas setup and a sugar and spice holiday. Uh, let us know in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to have your feedback. And uh, Jared, how can people follow you on social media and on your channel? Yeah, yeah. People can find me at JBuck Studios on YouTube. I think Twitter is just my full name, but you know, kind of a combination. Just type in JBuck Studios, everything will pop up. Um, and yeah. Check me out over there for, you know, movie reviews. I kind of do some reactions every now and then, kind of doing a first watch series of a bunch of older movies I haven't watched. And if you listeners have other great Christmas rom-coms, please send them to me because I I just want to turn on my Christmas tree, get a nice uh, cup of hot cocoa and just enjoy one of these movies. Yeah, let's do it. Hashtag Jared Holiday. <laughs> Jared Holiday. Yes. We'll do that. That'll be fun. Uh, so, Colleen, how can people I follow you? I am on Instagram and Twitter at Lele44094. That's L-E-L-E-44094. 
Freight. And you can follow both of us on the Fran cast. Each Sunday, we post our uh, recaps of the nanny. And uh, you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And uh, make sure you're following the podcast on Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really, really appreciate that. And if you are listening to this video on uh, YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. Take a look at that. All that will be in the description section. And thanks again, Jared, for coming on. We really appreciate this. It was so much fun to get to know you. And uh, we wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas. Bye, everyone. Bye.